What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. All right, welcome. It's indisputable. Good to be with you. A lot of show today. Breaking down news of the day, none other than Senator Nina Turner, former Ohio State Senator, TYT contributor. And in the bullpen, we have Andrew Donaldson. We're gonna talk about Matt Gates having conversations with Donald Trump about becoming Speaker of the House. Good idea or bad idea? Let's see what those on the right have to say about it. Top story of the day, let's put up a picture of a murderer who killed two teenage black kids. Let's put that picture up, okay? An Ohio grand jury found a 65 year old man was guilty of murder for shooting and killing two black teenagers last week. That's according to the Daily Daily News, all right? I'll give you some background to this horrific story. After deliberating for three hours on December 2nd, the Montgomery County Common Pleas Court, the jury found and convicted 65-year-old Victor Santana of four counts of murder, four counts of felonious assault, and one count of attempt to commit murder in the August 2019 deaths of seven of 17-year-olds Javier Harrison and Devin Henderson. Jimmy Harrison said, and I quote this Javier's father, I just feel relieved. It's a couple of weights off me and probably for the family. But at the end of the day, we are we still aren't going to have him here. My son is still going to be gone. Let me give you some background to this extremely horrific story. One night, this was on August 28, 2019, Harrison, Henderson, and Gibson, who was 19 at the time, Gibson, snuck into a detached garage behind Santana's home to smoke marijuana in a car they assumed was abandoned. Okay, you got teenagers doing some teenage stuff here, smoking marijuana. And there are some who would moralize against these teenagers saying, well, they should not have been doing this. I wanna remind you, I wanna remind you, mistakes, bad decisions, immaturity should not lead to a death sentence. That's not how this works. Let me give you more background, okay? Uh, We just wanted to get high, go home. Gibson, the lone survivor of this mass murder or attempted, Gibson said, we just wanted to get high. He was injured, he was not injured in the shooting, but he testified in court. He said, Santana, the killer, opened the door to the vehicle in the dark, fired without warning. He said, and I quote, he didn't say nothing at all, he testified, okay? Gibson, the reason why he survived is because he literally hid under the car until the killer 
left. That's why he's still alive right now. And frankly, that's probably why this killer has been convicted of murder. Senator Turner, what are your thoughts on this case? Yeah, very sad. And the jury definitely did the the right thing. And you're right, Doc. Sometimes people forget where they came from. We're all human. We all make mistakes. The 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 most important point you made is that that shouldn't have turned out into a death sentence. You know, also in the article is his I think his defense his attorney, the defense attorney for Santana, saying that he heard or saw you know people go you know coming through his yard, going in the garage, and he was fearful, so he got his weapon. And but you went outside. I can get, you know, I get that part. You fearful. You hear some noise. You see some images. People on your property. You like what? You know, you having the WTF moment. That part I get. But I don't get that if you are fearful, instead of dialing nine one one, what's your emergency? You decide to strap up and go outside. Go in. I mean, how? How? You know, it makes me question how nervous was he about that. And not knowing whether they were armed or not, because they could have been, and they could have blown them away. I mean, this could have went bad the other way too. So I definitely get the emotions involved, but it was unjustifiable for uh, Mr. Santana to go out there and just shoot into that car in the way that he did, and and uh, two teenagers dead, and one, uh, thank the Lord, survived. Yeah. Should have called nine one one. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, there's a cop. He has been fired, shooting an unarmed man. Here's the video. We pointed us. Hey, he pointed a gun at us. Don't move. Do not move. Do not move. You see gun on him? Put your hands out, put your hands out! Oh. Okay, the uh vehicle should have damage and stupid. Hey, get a med kit out of our car in the back. Came around, came right at us, we put Hey, put this. Put something on him. I don't got gloves on. Okay, hey, we got a chest here. Where's he hit? Looks like. Give me, some Give me some lights. 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 Give me some what it is right now. This is not what I f***ing needed tonight. I thought that f***ing axe was done. Yeah, well, I thought he was armed too, dude. I saw him going like this. He was on the radio. It's not what I... You'll be all right, dude. You'll be all right. not what I needed tonight. Seriously. You'll be all right. Okay? You'll be all right. Yeah. You'll be all right now. We've been through this before. It's a damn shame. Let's put up a picture of the cop who did this. Let's put his picture up. All right? Let's keep his picture up. Vallejo detective. That's who he is. He's now facing termination after he shot an unarmed 22-year-old Latino American in the back 
of the head while he was on his knees and had his hands above his waist. His name is Detective Jared Tone. He shot Sean Monterosa. Jared Tone told fellow detective at the Vallejo Police Department that he had no other option whatsoever than to fire his Colt M4 Commando rifle from the back seat of an unmarked Ford F-150 pickup truck and kill Sean Monterosa. This was outside of a Walgreens June 2nd, 2020 according to audio interviews recently made public on December 1st, Vallejo police chief Shawnee Williams sent a letter to the detective indicating he would be fired for the shooting. He should be arrested, okay? This event occurred during the wake of George Floyd protest for the protest of our dear brother who was killed. This was not this cop's first on duty shooting. Let me give you some background to that. It was Tone's fourth, fourth on duty shooting and his first fatal one since becoming a police officer in Vallejo in 2014. It was also his first shooting found to be in violation of department policy. The newly released files include a 66 page report from the OIR group, a firm the city hired to conduct the investigation. It concluded the detective's use of deadly force was not reasonable and he had other officers and a now retired captain violated several department policies by failing among other things to explore their options besides confronting suspected commercial burglars head on. All right, let's show a picture of the man that he killed. This is a real person. Um, obviously, this is going to be one of those cases where we will see if the justice system follows through with the obvious conclusion, which is naturally this cop needs to go to jail, right? Senator, what are your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can hear the exacerbation because he know he had Unked up, yeah. You know, he put, did put your put the language on there. You could tell. I mean, his co one of his colleagues, had to talk him down. Like, be cool, man. It's gonna be all right. And you know, the detective said, well, I, I didn't, I didn't need this tonight. Well, the person you just shot didn't need that tonight and killed. Not just shot, but shot and killed didn't need it uh, either. And as you know, he has a pattern of shooting first and asking questions later. It is truly unfortunate that this one was fatal. You thinking people are robbing a, a Walgreens, and maybe they are, but as we said with the last story, Doc, that doesn't mean that people should die for that. That is why we have a legal system to deal with theft. And it says nowhere, you know, shoot and kill somebody uh, who's not using force. And also they jump the gun, excuse the pun, but you can right. hear it, Doc. This man's shooting from the back of an unarmed uh, F-150 in the, he in the back seat shooting through the windshield. Jesus right. Christ, he could have killed his partner. Anybody else around? Because you don't have direct aim that way. What was so, why did he feel the need to, to shoot in that way? You ain't even outside your car and you already shooting. Um, the other thing, I'm glad to see and hear them say, let's get the kit. Because we know, Doc, ordinarily police officers do not go and try to get a kit to try to save somebody's life. Now, they didn't know what the hell they was doing with the kit. 
But yeah. at least they did decide, you know, let's go, let's get the kit. And then the little banter, did he have a gun? I don't even know if he had a gun. I thought he had a gun. What, what you breaking out rounds for? And you don't even know if the person has the gun. So the right decision to fire him, yes, now he should be charged. Let me point out a few things I see, and I agree with everything you just said. Number one, you see the culture at work. No one is remorseful for the fact that this man has been shot in the head. No one is heartbroken over this death or over this shooting. No one shows human emotion, human sympathy. No one, everybody is basically trying to cover their own ass and encourage everyone else who was involved, right? That's the culture of policing, that's unfortunate. The other thing, the policy connection, the George Floyd Policing and Accountability Act, if it would have passed, would have created a law that mandated all of these previous shootings of this cop to be made public record so that anyone in the United States could see it. I think that level of transparency, Senator, will lead to transformation on its own. It will organically lead to transformation if these personnel files and these backgrounds are revealed totally to the American people. Yeah, I agree with that doc so much. And it really, I'm glad you brought up the George Floyd Act. There's really no excuse for Congress to have not passed that. Yeah, well said. All right. Um, Tucker Carlson believes that if you catch COVID, it makes you feminine. Here it is. Leadership quality. Yes. We're gonna go, yes. We're going to go and climb that hill. And here's why we want to do it. And we invite you, the public, to come with us on that journey. Amen. That is leadership. And Boris, just with the best will in the world, doesn't have that. And we've seen more U-turns in policy from the Johnson government than I've seen in any government in my lifetime. Yes. And uh, in a very embarrassing way. Oh, some of it's been shocking. So somebody who knows him told me, and I, I'd be interested in getting your take on this, that getting COVID emasculated him. It changed him, it, we, it feminized him, it weakened him as a man. Do you think that's- Well, I think he was very seriously ill. Yo, for uh, sure he was. And I think, I mean, one of the things we have learned from COVID is people who are 50, 60, 70, 80 pounds overweight uh, tend to have fed very badly. Sure. Now, we don't talk about it But much. the virus itself, this is true, does tend to take away the life force in some people, I notice. I mean, it does yes. feminize people. I, no one ever says that, but it, it's true. This guy has one of the top rated shows on American cable news. This man just said that the COVID-19 virus will make you feminine. Now, what does it do for women, Tucker? I mean, let's go all the way down the rabbit hole here, okay? What did it, anyway? Uh, Senator, what, I don't even know. You know, we got to talk about it because at least 30 to 40% of his audience, guess what? They're going to believe him. They will. I, I truly, I truly, we have moments like this where I don't know what you want me to do with this. <laughs> I mean, the man is a fool. Okay. And you're That's right. Let's go take this to the to, to the end. What does it do to women? Well, it increases our feminine energy because <laughs> just in case he don't know it, feminine energy is powerful. Okay, who's bad? All day. Feminine energy is bad, baby. So yeah, the, the man is a fool. He's just making it up as he go along. Now, yeah, at this, this at this point, there's no doubt in my mind 
He's just throwing out stuff to get response and reaction and money. No doubt in my mind whatsoever. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. Welcome back. All right, we got a lot of show left. Let me read some of these amazing comments before I get to the comments. Let me remind everyone about aspiration, all right? Great opportunity for you, great opportunity for the fam. Here's what you need to know. You can have peace of mind that you are not polluting the environment. You feel good about yourself because you're making a positive impact in the world through planting trees, etc. In other words, you're a hero. Great rates, so you make the most money while doing good. Keep your balance high, keep the carbon footprint low while enjoying up to 83 times more interest than a big bank. Earn up to 500 bucks a year on interest. Goodbye fossil fuels, hello. Up to 5% APY on your savings. All right, let's make it happen. Aspiration.com forward slash TYT, aspiration.com forward slash TYT. Now, a great Christmas gift for someone you love is a membership right here to TYT. Your membership helps keep TYT sustainable, empowers us to fight for positive change in the world. By becoming a TYT member, you are part of the change machine. That's you and future generations. Join the fight, tyt.com forward slash change. Let me read these comments. TYT member Jambo Gino says, I hope you had a happy birthday, Nina. And I hope you have many, many more heart. Happy happy belated birthday now. Thank you. It was good, it was good. Good, I'm glad. Did you, did you, so for my birthday, I actually try to relax, but we do a birthday bash here in Atlanta. But uh-huh. I take one day and I try to just relax. What did you do for your birthday? No, Doc, I need to reschedule my birthday. <laughs> you got to reschedule the birthday. Yeah, I got to reschedule my birthday. Worse than I do. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of the outpouring of love, like what you just read, I mean, That's I got good. that from all over the world on social awesome. media. It was definitely a positive social media day uh, overall. I got a chance to be with my family, my, my grandchildren. So. It was good, but no, I worked like hell per usual, and I need to reschedule the day. Yeah, I got you. We'll reschedule. All right, let me know. When okay, we go reschedule. Okay. All right. Trador says on a lighter note. On a lighter note, congrats, Dr. Rich, on your win for best talk radio personality and the most trusted voice, indisputably. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, I did. I did win the uh, Reader's Choice for Atlanta Magazine. Um, best radio personality in Atlanta. Uh, and I will say this because many of you voted for me for best TV anchor. So here's what I'm gonna say to that, okay? I think we won that one too. They decided for the first time in their history not to publish the winner of best TV anchor. All right, that's just truth. Okay. Congratulations, thank you. I got to jump in there, go ahead. <laughs> thank you, Eric the Red. We've been through this before, yeah. They probably have shooting unarmed civilians. It's routine, pretty much disgusting. Yeah, V says, so that's what happened to 45 COVID-19. Thanks, Tucker, for letting us know. <laughs> I knew somebody was going to say something like that. Uh, YouTube <laughs> Super Chat, Forbzilla, how's Miss Turner? Uh, I mean, Miss Nina Turner today, doing today, heart. How you doing today? I'm doing mighty fine, thanks for asking. Awesome. Uh, Bernie the Kiwi Dragon, uh, is this Tucker Chemicals turning frogs gay moment? (laughs) 
how soon can we expect uh, to see him in a tutu? All right, uh, Twitch, let's get one in for Twitch. Uh, Phoenix32778 says, Tucker Carlson, uh, getting the vaccine makes you less manly. Getting COVID itself makes you feminized. So interesting. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're I feel free. Back off! I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Bridget, let's end this emergency. I don't want a lot for Christmas, just body autonomy. I don't care about the variants because of natural immunity. I just want my freedom now. The Constitution will show us how. Make my dreams come true. In the state of emergency and acknowledge early treatment. Ivermectin, not just horse paste and hydroxychloroquine, vitamin C and vitamin D, then the zinc and quercetin. I won't wear a useless mask. Stay at home, and my kids should go to school. We don't need to be alone. I just want my freedom now. The Constitution will show us how. Make my dreams come true. Baby, I end the emergency. Let's have a happy holiday, everybody. Things that did it for me. When she tried to hit that Mariah Carey note, ooh, 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 that was one. The second thing that we all have to be concerned about, when she finished, there was a roaring round of applause. Okay, here's the moment where I tell you I am so happy that I can say factually I'm not from San Diego. I'm not against those who are in San Diego, but for this moment, this is not your proudest moment. This happened at a San Diego County board meeting. This was during the grievance opportunity where you get to tell the board how you feel about things. And naturally, this person who is anti-mask, anti-vax, she wanted to sing her grievances. Now, for this particular Karen, she put a significant amount of care and energy and work into this, all right? And it was still funny as hell. And somebody, this is when somebody, I don't know if it's your aunt, your grandmama, your mama, somebody. They need to pull you to the side and say, baby, now remember when we told you back in elementary you can sing, we were lying. This is what happens when you're untruthful to your kinfolk. Because I promise you, she thought she was doing something, okay? Now, one of her bars said that she just wants body autonomy. Don't you find it ironic policy-wise that the people who say that 
wearing a mask to go into a business somehow disrupts their autonomy. These are the same people that do not want women having freedom of choice. They want the government to have that choice over them. All right, Senator Turner, you could barely sit in your seat during that amazing rendition. <laughs> there ought to be a law against it. You know, I ain't big on just writing laws on anything. Yeah, right. But I wish a Karen would never sing yeah. a, my, a Mariah Carey song. Don't butcher my girl's song like that. Yeah, she Please. really did. Don't do it. That was so disrespectful. And, it was very much, especially this time of the year. Please don't do it. Don't do it. But um, yeah, very entertaining. You know, at least it wasn't a Karen all up in other people's face. You know, I mean, we might be making a little Karen progress on this one, Doc. <laughs> I will say that you know these folks love to mis, uh, misuse and abuse the Constitution. Jesus, yes. they don't know what the con- the purpose of the Constitution is, obviously. Yeah. But you know, that's that's a story for another time. Truly, truly entertaining. This Karen was. Yeah, I got to give her a 10 for creativity, zeros and everything else, including (laughs) ability to sing. All right, they say the indisputable does not support the police. They say that we are anti-cop. I have one of my colleagues in law school, he asked me last week, he said, Dr. Richard, you know, all cops are not bad cops. He watches the show, right? I said, you're right, all bad cops are bad cops though. But today, we are supporting the Kentucky police. Because they are trying to apprehend this guy. Let's put this picture up. He's the elected sheriff. He's on the run, he's wanted. If anybody sees this person, please contact the Kentucky State Police. He is wanted, keep his picture up. He is wanted for punching a girl at a high school basketball game. The game broke out into a fight. He's the assistant coach for the team and the elected sheriff. He has been charged, he's on the run. State police are searching for an Eastern Kentucky sheriff accused of punching a girl in the face after a fight broke out. I got the video, here's the video. Okay, it's hard to make out, but there's a rumble, there's a fight. Many people are trying to actually stop the fight. And then the sheriff, okay, the sheriff runs out of nowhere. You see him, he runs into the crowd. And according to every single witness there, he punches, he punches a juvenile girl, the sheriff. Now, obviously, it's bad enough. He's in law enforcement. He's punching a girl. We're not talking about the sheriff deputy. We're talking about the elected sheriff. All right. Okay. Put his picture back up because we're trying to help the Kentucky police. Put his picture back up. All right. The alleged assault happened on December 3rd during the Perry County versus Owsley County girls basketball game in Perry County Central High School in Hazard. Uh, Kentucky, uh, this was quite interesting. The guy's name, the sheriff who's on the run, his name is Brent Lynch. Yes, his name is B Lynch, he's on the run. Kentucky's trying to find him. Uh, Senator Turner, 
am I not supporting the police when I tell people, please contact law enforcement in order to arrest individuals like this sheriff who are in fact wanted? Doc, this public service announcement that you were given today, I'm so proud. I'm so yes. proud of you. You know, sheriff gone wild. Uh, secondly, maybe he ought not be a coach. And number three, he would be, if that was my daughter or my son, I know it was a girl, but hell, I wouldn't, I don't want nobody punching my son either. Yeah, he would show up, be on the run. Not, not from Kentucky authorities though, but from me. <laughs> you know, this is quite fascinating because uh, there has not been significant national news coverage about it. Um, we are covering it, this has, it is now a national story. Uh, but this is an entire sheriff. I want you to think about something. I want you to think about this. Senator Turner, if this, if this would have been a black elected sheriff who ran out on the basketball court and punched a white girl and now is on the run, do you not think everybody in this country would have heard about this story by now? Oh, you know they would have. He wouldn't have got off the grounds. And, and look at the ground, play that again. Look at how the man had plenty of time to think about his actions. Yes, he did. This man ran across the whole damn court. He had plenty yeah. of time to reconsider what he's about to do. Plenty of time, it doesn't right. make sense. Not at all, all right. Uh, once again, put his picture up again. All right, that guy, all right, join me. As we encourage people to contact the Kentucky Police Department as they try to find this wanted, criminal, corrupt cop who allegedly punched a girl in the face at a basketball game. All right, we got more on the other side is indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back, we got a lot of show left. Let's get to it, I got a lot of great comments. TYT member um, Kaylee says, "Oh, oh no, Karen, no. <laughs> um, Shakata Ganai, Beer Dragon. As a professional vocalist since 1966, I give her not just a zero, but an absolute zero. <laughs> I guess that makes a difference, okay. Cognitive dissonance is a hell of a drug, says sacrilege. Number one, she sang Mariah Carey's Christmas song in vain. Number two, she botched it. Yeah, uh, Sideworld says, I'm making this my ringtone. <laughs> Michelle Kinghart, Dr. Rashad, this is cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> it is. Uh, Fly one, the Kentucky police is corrupt uh, and sadistic. I will not be contacting them. They would arrest me anyway and say the sheriff is my victim in court. Um, Karam Deal Girl, uh, uh, Twitch, she's holding her ear like she's hitting those notes for real. <laughs> I peep that, like, who taught her that move? That's <laughs> all right, Rich is 558. Whose mama is this? Please come get her quick. That's the thing. I, I know she probably has a child in that school system. At this point, you need to think about. Transfer. I'm sorry. I don't know how a kid can survive in this kind of climate with anyway. Okay. Something extremely progressive. A police chief has been appointed 
who has never been a cop before, not a sworn officer, has no arrest powers, do not, does not carry a gun. Let's put up a picture. That is the New Jersey City Police Chief. Her name is Tawana Moody. This is so fascinating. And she's making a huge impact moving the needle in a positive direction. Tawana Moody has never conducted an arrest. Tawana Moody has never had a badge. Miss Moody, Chief Moody, has never had a police issued gun, none of that. And she has never gone through the academy. Yet she's in charge of the Jersey City, New Jersey's 950 officer police department. This is an amazing story. Let me show you how this one move, this one progressive move has positively impacted that local community and the local police department. Now, naturally, this does come with some pushback from those who are more traditionalist in law enforcement, and they would always like to see a cop with a gun and arrest powers be in charge of the policing division. So here it is, Moody, 50-year-old black woman with no traditional law enforcement experience, became the country's first, first civilian police leader earlier this year when her predecessor retired. Why did this happen? To address the growing gap between the force and the community at a time when national faith in law enforcement was at an all time low. Democratic Mayor Stephen Phillip decided the department needed a fresh perspective and appointed Moody instead of a sworn officer. Let's put up a picture of the mayor. Leadership matters, leadership matters. This mayor not only had the will, but he had the political fortitude to do something that was different and not readily popular with law enforcement, but he did it. Moody says, and I quote, I was born and raised in Jersey City my whole life. Moody was also the first black woman to lead the department. So count it, count it now, she's the first black woman and the first non-cop in the United States of America to lead a police department. Um, said of the fast growing and racially diverse city just outside of Manhattan. Growing up here, we know the struggle of what people didn't understand about homelessness, about the drug dealers and other issues in the city. And all the community really wants is accountability and to know what's going on. That's right, accountability and transparency, that's what people want. Although Moody initially faced some pushback, especially from the local police union, you don't say. The new direction has largely proven to be a success. Almost a year into the role, she's implemented half a dozen reforms. That's hard to do, you got some, they can't do that being at the job for 10 years. She's already done this in one, all right? Like improving the arrest process, adding more police training and other departments around the country are keeping a close eye on the results of her tenure, there's more. Moody has worked for the Jersey City Police Department for 16 years. Now she was always a civilian, she started out as a clerk, okay? She eventually worked her way up to the position of police director in 2018. In that role, she oversaw the administrative needs of the department's officers and civilian employees. The idea of civilian oversight of policing is actually growing in popularity. This summer, 
City leaders in Chicago passed an ordinance to give non-law enforcement community leaders more input on who leads the police department. The mayor of St. Louis also recently announced plans to give civilians more insight with the creation of an office of public accountability. So you see the needle moving in this direction. Ithaca, New York has done something very similar. Atlanta, Georgia did something very similar. They're moving to this civilian control or civilian input dynamic, okay? Now officers are safer. They spend less time transporting suspects, meaning there are fewer opportunities for false allegations against them. And suspects spend less time in uncomfortable cells and handcuffs. They're moved to court faster. It just works for everybody. Moody has also instituted a rule of two officers. She has a two officer rule per patrol. So cops can hold each other accountable. There is an accountability mandate to report individuals who are acting unlawful. She has also stressed the importance of body cameras and changed the way the department deals with complaints. Now check this out, by handling newly filed complaints personally, Personally, as soon as they are submitted, rather than letting them stack up and addressing them whenever convenient. That that part right there, that one move, I know these other moves are helping with the agency and the fluidity of the processes and some of the reforms are very impactful for accountability and transparency. But that one move where you, the person in charge of the outfit, you receive all complaints Personally, I know what that does. I have a very similar rule with my radio program, with this television show and other platforms. I want to see it personally. Why? Because I was taught, listen to everything, respond to what's important. All right, Senator Turner, thoughts? Absolutely extraordinary. Chief Moody is doing that thing. Yeah. Big ups to her. And the fact that she's never been in law enforcement, but she's been in that department. So she, she knows the industry. Yeah, she knows the industry and born and raised in New Jersey City, baby. And, I, and I'm gonna lift up this that mayor too. I'm gonna give him a, a shout out as well. And I wanna say about how she is setting a different mood, if you will, pun definitely attended. <laughs> right. uh, Doc, you always talk about culture. She is yep. definitely changing the culture. And maybe that this is that feminine energy that Tucker was referring to. We need to no, <laughs> back on Tucker. Tucker just wants some feminine energy. Okay, yeah, all right. Uh, here's a place where culture is definitely still corrupt. Let's go to California. California Attorney General investigating torrents. Why? Because text messages showed racism, sexism, bigotry, anti-LGBTQ community, all of that on these text messages. Um, so now several police officers are, are, are on administrative leave. Let's put up their pictures. Let's do it one by one. All right, let's put up the other guy. Okay, let's put up the chief, Chief Jeremiah Hart. All right, we've had him on the show before. Well, we talked about him on the show before uh, because one of his other cops did something very silly. The Torrance police have provided the DA. Uh, with over two, uh, 200 gigabytes of data showing that officers have exchanged racist text messages since 2018. Let me put up some of the wording of these messages, all right? 
The officer's comments spared no color or creed. They joked about gassing Jewish people, assaulting members of the LGBTQ community, using violence against suspects and lying during an investigation into a police shooting according to the district attorney's office records reviewed by the times. You have to remember their culture is so corrupt that they're putting it in writing. When you put it in a text message, you put it in writing. They're so comfortable in their corruption that they're willing to put it in writing and dare somebody to do something about it. Well, they've been caught, all right? Frequently hateful comments were targeted at black people. Officers called black men savages and several variations of the N word, according to documents reviewed by the Times. The officers also shared instructions on how to tie a noose and a picture of a stuffed animal being lynched inside Torrance's police headquarters, according to the documents. Usually, conversations always seem to circle back to vile insults or depictions of violence against black people. After one officer shared a news article about someone being arrested for urinating on a black child and calling them the N word, one officer replied, what's the crime? According to the district attorney's records reviewed. Now, these messages also jeopardize other cases. So now they have to review the cases that these cops were involved in because these text messages point to intent, likely unlawful activity, bias in their persecution and prosecution and possibly lying about the facts. Now that's in the court of law. Let's come to the court of public opinion. They're sharing these text messages with their allies and law enforcement. You know good and damn well this is how they feel about people they come in contact with. You think these men and women can be unbiased, can have equal application of the law in their profession when they're talking about black people, members of the LGBTQ community, Jewish people in this manner? All right. None of the officers are facing criminal charges, at least not yet, in direct relation to the text messages. The racist exchanges have led to the dismissal of 85 criminal cases involving the officers implicated in the scandal. County prosecutors had tossed 35 felony cases as of mid-November, and the Torrance City Attorney's Office has dismissed an additional 50 cases. And here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna get lawsuit after lawsuit now. Because there are some people that said I didn't do it and they were telling the truth. Lawsuit after lawsuit and and this is going to cost the taxpayers a bunch of money. Remember when I, when I said corrupt cops cost you money. Not only are they costing you money, they're now costing you reputation. They're costing you good faith and favor with the community. They cost you everything. It's not worth to employ bad cops. Senator Turner thoughts. Not worth it, Doc, whatsoever. So racist, anti-black, anti-Semitic, homophobia, you know, all of it. And it just, it is very much reminiscent of, I mean, this ain't, this, this, we hearing about this in 21st century, but we shouldn't be acting as though we are surprised. Unfortunately, far too many departments have operated like that, like this. They still operate like this, but it's very reminiscent. You know, it was not unusual to have police officers be members of the Klan. And also elected officials to be members right. 
it's, it's not so what we think is old is is still being recycled. And like my, my last point here is where in the hell is the mayor? Folks yep. need to be fired because we got it in writing, right, Doc? We got it in writing. Yeah, they did this. Yes. So unless this is okay with 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 the police policy, they need to be fired. But you got that chief is there. So I want to know that where is the mayor? That's right. That's right. The accountability standard of public officials has to always be on the agenda for conversation because at the end of the day, there's no police chief that has that job without being appointed by somebody in political authority. Period. Come That's on. how it works in the United States. This is an update to a story. Now we have the full story. A couple in the state of Georgia got mad at a McDonald's employee who said you gotta come inside to get the Splenda, Splenda. So they decided according to the report to assault the manager, hit the manager in the leg and destroy property. Here's the video. Now they have been apprehended, that's the update. They also took it to the inside, here's more. Damn shame. Let's put up their picture. Here's their mug shots. Okay, they were arrested. Let me give you the update to this story. Uh, two people have been arrested in Henry County, that's in the state of Georgia, after an altercation at a local McDonald's went viral online in a video shared by ATL Uncensored. The dispute at the Locust Grove McDonald's could be seen after customers Marshall and Crystal Wallace were apparently told they will have to come inside to get a pack of Splenda. Splenda, fake sugar. Senator, <laughs> you're really doing it to me today. <laughs> uh, after, I mean, one thing, their behavior, yeah, they definitely, 
need to go to jail. So after we deal with that legally, but I, can I just back up a little bit? Yeah. Just give the people to death. Can, can they just get the splendor? <laughs> I don't understand. Why? This is gonna give them the splendor. But after they're dealt with legally, let me back up because the black folks had been acting like that. You know, people would have been clutching pearls. Let me just say this they need to seek help. They need yeah. help. They can't just be let back out on the street because it's it just. If that sets you off like that, in that way, I can imagine being, yeah. I got to come in and get the splendor that I get. But really, all that y'all did? I mean, so you got to think about the, the assault here. The assault took place, yeah. first assault took place at the drive through window. Oh, yeah. And then that wasn't enough. So they went inside oh, to no. launch the second assault, right? So let me, the sheriff of Henry County has charged them, and he's a black male, just got elected, by the way. Uh, has charged them with criminal trespass, disorderly conduct, simple battery. So that's what Marshall Wallace has been charged with. His accomplice, Crystal Wallace, has been charged with simple assault, criminal trespass, and disorderly conduct for her role in the incident. Uh, Crystal is also accused of throwing a drink and attempting to strike an employee. Wow. All right. They acted a damn fool, Doc. I mean, really. Splendor. Over some splendor, fake sugar, you know, as you say. Right, and I, I was like, you know, I don't know oh. if this is a cultural thing because there's no way splendor would make me that upset. It, is this something I'm unaware of? Like, is is a, is splendor a thing? <laughs> Senator Turner, I don't know. Am I am I off basis here? No, splendor can't ever be a. It's thing. not a thing. Okay, all, all right. Also, we should you know lessen our sugar intake. You might as well go and ain't nothing like the real thing. <laughs> Splendor's ain't not nothing like the real thing. <laughs> all <laughs> right, this won't do. Always a pleasure having you on the program, Senator. Thank tell people God. how they can follow you and check check you out. Oh, uh, come come on, follow us, sister, on the gram at Nina Turner Ohio on Twitter. At Nina Turner on Facebook, Nina Turner, love you, Doc. This this was enjoyable that we mixed in, you know, the serious with the that's with right, the funny. That's <laughs> right. That that's why it's called a show. I appreciate you so much. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.